Wakey Wakey Upper East podcasters, blood is thicker than water, but they mix together easily if you're looking to trick a vampire. <laughs> I almost said it without laughing. <laughs> Good job. Hi, I'm C. I'm S. And we're Gossip Girls. Why is she answering? Where is she answering? And who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. <laughs> and we are two men of color talking about the very, very white show. Yes, because they are all vampires. <laughs> they're so pale. Oh my God. They're exactly vampires. Have we never addressed this? We've never seen them eat. We, they don't go to school. They don't age. They don't. They're not out during the day. They're only out in the evening. Interesting. They wear a lot of black. They're goth. Jenny's goth. I mean, she she actually might be a vampire. <laughs> like, low-key. We don't know her origins. She doesn't look like any of the Humphreys. How do we know she, she wasn't refuses, just, like, a- adopted? She doesn't age. She refuses to eat waffles. Yeah. And fucking Rufus just makes her waffles every time. Like, he thinks that's going to turn her not into a vampire. She's a vampire. Accept it, Rufus. I mean, they have an entire movie franchise called... um, Nights of... No. Endless Nights. Endless Nights. Which is so stupid. With their vampires. So, I mean, like, they've been leaving us cookie trails. You know? Not cookie trails. (laughs) Crumbs trails. Whatever. Cookie trails. trails. (laughs) I wish cookie trails were a real thing. Oh my god, me too. Follow the cookie trail. Share. Mm. Follow your heart. I mean, I would follow any cookie trail, quite honestly, to an alarming rate. If you want to trick a share, you want to back a share, leave me a cookie trail. Oh my god. Blood is thicker than water, but if you leave a cookie trail, you can trick share. Truly. So uh, this week we're talking about episode 16 from season three. The Empire Strikes Jack. Which comes from The Empire Strikes Back. This is actually a clever title because there's the Hotel Empire Mm -hmm. and Jack is also a character. Good job. Good job, title makers. You did great. Thanks. That was in the (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Uh, Title makers. (laughs) What is the Netflix description? Uh, Rufus volunteers Jenny to help with Eleanor's fashion show, but things take a bad turn when Jenny learns Agnes is one of the models. Fucking Agnes. Oh my gosh, she gives me so much anxiety. I hate her. I hate her and I hate Jack. Yeah. So, um, Agnes, I forgot. So, I was watching The OC recently, uh-huh. later seasons. Agnes is an actress who was also in The OC. Oh no. Season four. She was Marissa's younger sister. Oh. Who grew up, like in the season, like yeah, the first she season. She was like a baby in the yeah, first season. Yeah, in the first season, she's like 12. And then, like in season four, she's like 16. So, like, she's like around the same age as everybody else was when the show first started interesting yeah and so like they used her that's that's the same guy right yeah yeah josh schwartz Schwartz, yeah so they used her as agnes and the recurring character in season two and again she comes back in season three so last time you saw agnes agnes was burning jenny's clothes in a trash can after she found out that jenny went behind her back trying to steal her well their Their, partnership yeah so i i'm still like kind of fuzzy on what happened as with like a lot of conflicts i don't remember what happens in the past few seasons so can you like yeah what did what did they do? Well, let's go on the time machine and go back. <gasps> so last time we saw Agnes, it was his into, and Agnes and Jenny they were trying to you know tackle the fashion industry with Agnes's contacts and Jenny's talent, quote unquote okay. talent. She's a goth. 
Yeah. That's her talent. I'm sorry. Truly. But she um, had left Eleanor's, um, you know, Eleanor's uh, fashion designs and was going to make her own clothes and make her own fashion label. She had did like, you know, this gorilla campaign and, you know, during an event of Bart's and Lily's. Of course. And, you know, she was going to, you know, break it out and she's going to use all of agnes's contacts but then agnes you know is an alcoholic and a loose wire and oh my god she just makes me so anxious yeah and so agnes was like you know fucking up with meetings and jenny's like i'm trying to make my life for myself you're fucking up for me and so jenny met with a with a particular fun uh, a funder potential funder uh-huh. for the fashion line without agnes and when agnes got wind of it agnes was like you can't do shit without me bitch and she torched all of uh jenny's outfits in a trash can and so after that their friendship clearly ended and um agnes was never heard from or seen from again until this episode so we haven't seen agnes in a year or so and jenny is a different human being now she's, she's no longer doing fashion really she's a queen bee she's you know she's, she's not really a, doing she's things being a teen she like i think her her changes of her like what she does you're right she's a different person but she like went from you know doing fashion to like being queen bee and like you know now she's doing drug dealing or whatever she's yeah. like just being a teen but yeah. like in a really like extra way yeah it's like exponential the way she has been you know, like it's like it's turned up a notch yeah the way because every every kid like you know kind of does like you know her weird hobby thing and then like you know becomes trying to get into popularity and then of course you know minkles with some kind of like drug use or like alcoholism like always always i mean like not everyone's like actually doing drugs of course but like there's always some kind of like drug issue or like alcohol issue that happens in teens life that's just kind of like or peer pressure or some like alignment to it like even you and i could probably say like we had like some sort of like not necessarily using drugs or um, drinking alcohol like bad but something you know to that effect that is like you know not necessarily the greatest decision making Mm -hmm. so of course jenny's like her squirrel of course turned up a notch and it's always like I feel like everything that happens to Jenny is like I think the reason that Agnes makes me so anxious is that like every time Agnes shows up, the worst thing that you can expect to happen happens. Like she does the bad thing that you don't want to happen. And she brings out this really bad streak in Jenny too. Yeah. In some regard. Yeah, and like the like she did in season two for sure. Yeah, she's the one who kind of like pressure not pressured but she definitely like gave jenny the um she, she yeah she the she idea her for sure yeah she pressured her like yeah let's make your own design you have your own thing blah 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 and she's like yeah i should and like agnes is not a like forward thinker agnes is like hey i had this idea while i was high let's do this yeah she's very impulsive yes and emotional and like jenny is more analytical and you know she yeah so she, anyway she also thinks of consequences if only briefly right so Agnes is back, and something shit's gonna happen. <sighs> Some shit's gonna hit the fan, and uh, should I we, should we start talking? About yeah, let's talk that? about it. So, yeah. um, before we get into that, though, I kind of want to leave off where we had last time with Basil. Basil oh had some shit go down with him and his um mommy dearest played him. She played him like a fiddle. Oh my god, why? That's so. That's such a weird phrase to play someone like a fiddle like i understand it but it's a weird phrase like why don't you play someone like a tuba or like why are we doing this <laughs> <laughs> i have many questions about vernacular all right why are we doing this? play someone like a viola all right that's better 
I'm not going to acknowledge that. Um, <laughs> uh, to be a shook. Um, being <laughs> at share open mouthed. Well, now my mouth is closed. Okay, <laughs> moving forward. Anyway, Fine. so Elizabeth, um, she uh, duped um, Basil yep. into believing that. Um, she was going she was, to. She was going to save him from you know the embarrassment dealing with all the sexual harassment charges that were against him. We find out that the lawyer lied about that, created them, sold them to the media, got him all riled up, and the you know quote unquote public all riled up, the media all riled up, and um, had an easy transition between Basshole and Elizabeth to take over the empire with Jack's assistance, and yep. it is fucked up. Yeah, so we don't know. He got like, played. Yeah, so like uh, Chuck, um, he's like, my mom's so great. She's a natural hotelier. She's doing a great job. And uh, then he gets evicted. Yeah, like he goes to his, like, he's like. <laughs> he's like just literally harping about how she's so good to Yeah, he's like in his robe, his, like, his, like, his, uh, his smoking jacket. Because <laughs> of course he's 18. He with a smoking his, jacket. He's 18 with a smoking jacket because this is the world they live in. Um, And he's like, he has like two goons who come up to the door. They're like, oh, come up to his, through his apartment. <laughs> and they're like, you have to leave the premises. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about, fam? And he's like, you have to leave. And he's like, I said, I'm like, I'm no longer the hotel manager, but I still can live here. And Elizabeth's like, they're right. You have to go. And it's like, I'll explain what? later. And she's like, no, you explain now. And Jack shows up. And then Jack shows up and he's like, it all becomes clear. So Basil is now homeless. Yeah. So I don't know. In this in this scene, what's happening is like his mom's like, sorry, Chuck, but I have to do this in her weird accent from the 40s. We find out actually and in this episode that she's from um, Switzerland. Oh, she's going. Yeah. Because like, yeah. Zurich is where she hails from. I see. But anyway, That's right. yeah, yeah. So she, she is like looking up apologetically at Chuck, like she has to. It's like, no, you don't have to do this. But um, Jack's like, eh, I'm an asshole. Like, yeah, you have to get out of here. That's what we said. We played you. You done got played. Is that what you said? <laughs> you just, son, you just got played. Yeah. And so it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's weird and like. It's, I don't I don't I still don't understand why anything in this episode like the the events that happened to Chuck in this episode don't make sense to me and so like his mom is like uh, she's like apologetically looking at him she's like I'm sorry that I have to do this but like why do you have to do this the thing is is like her and Jack have some history yeah and she definitely is motivated by her affection for Jack to be in cahoots with him in this regard regardless of what it might mean for her relationship with basil yep which makes things complicated certainly and so like you know i it's to some degree there is some kind of like empathy that elizabeth has for chuck but in like a really backwards way yeah like yeah like there so elizabeth she is in cahoots with jack and she is conflicted by those emotions that she has with Jack versus the the new, more, you know, organic feelings she's recently having with Basil. And it makes things complicated. Yeah. Um, because so, I, I guess when she first entered this, you know, this tryst or whatever like that, or this scheme, rather, Jack, or like she didn't she think didn't that know. she was going to, like, you know, gain kind of, like, you know, mother maternal feelings for Basil until, like, you know, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's going on now. And so, like, so... She, 
this this is like extremely premeditated. So now we know like the reason that she she was trying to gain his trust by saying, I don't want to be with you and or I don't want to like uh, be part of your life. I'm not really your mother. And she was like just kind of manipulating him into believing that he she was his mother. And now um, he tries to reason with her and he's like, how how dare you? How dare you do this? Like Jack is a bad person. And he she's like, no, I love Jack. And she. Yeah. Is she blinded by love? Oh, my God. It's like, I don't know. None of this is believable to me. Yeah. It's Jack a- is not a lovable person. I don't see, like, I don't see this in any world happening where she'd be in love with him. Yeah. It's 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 weird how, like, they don't even seem like a sensible couple. Yeah. And I think I think what you said before, like, that they have a past. I think there's, like, a much deeper past that they don't explain to us at all yeah. about why this is happening. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like she might be, you know... We don't know if the their past, you know, intersected with the reason why she left Bart. We yeah. don't know like what happened here. Like there is some history that's there, and clearly Elizabeth is still very much attached to that history and has not like let go. Mm-hmm. Even though Jack, you know, however he might have been when they were younger till now, he is a shit human being, <laughs> and. You know, He's always been a shit human being. Right, but we don't know what levels of shit he was. Oh he could have been God. like a little more redeemable back in the day. And at least enough for her to fall in love with him. Or maybe she was attracted to the fact that he was a shit, ho- a shit person. I wonder I wonder if like, do you have any attraction to Jack? Like, I know you like nope. bad boys. But no, like, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I think, and I and maybe I'm stretching. Actually, I don't think there's a stretch. There's definitely some parable between the relationship between Elizabeth and Jack versus the relationship between Blair and Basil. Wait, what do you mean? Well, like you see, like Blair and Basil, you know, Blair is, you know, a quote unquote good girl. Like, well, we know Blair, though. But like yeah. in, you know, in to the outside world, like she's clean cut. You know, she comes from good grooming. She's good grades. She's manipulative. She has a manipulative streak. But like that one came out really in that it's, at its most height with Basil. And then, you know, I'm seeing, like, the kind of relationship they have. It's similar oh. to what they might have with her and Elizabeth Elizabeth and Jack might have. Okay. I d- Again, I'm stretching here. I guess we don't really even know who We don't Elizabeth know. I mean, I'm grasping the straws here. Yeah. But I feel like there might be some symmetry in the way, the way they, yeah. they handle each other versus the way these two handle each other. And we don't know what their past is. But I can see it could potentially be like that where, like, Elizabeth was kind of, like, drawn to the darkness that was Jack. Yeah. You know, very similar way I that mean, Blair was... she was drawn to Bart, who was also an asshole. Right. And so, like, she's basically drawn to these two brothers, which yeah. is, like, a Ew. whole nother thing. Like, yeah, look, it's, it's a thing, for sure. I mean... Blair was drawn to the two best friends of Nate and Chuck. That's true. So like, and they were like brothers. So like, I'm sure that's like, why Blair has like this, like she seeks out Elizabeth and thinks that she's good for Chuck. Yeah. So that, um, she again, reminds uh, her of herself. Yeah, but like, there's. I mean, it's a parable. I mean, it's a stretch, certainly. But I think there might be some kind of relation that's going on between these two relationships. So, at least from where I'm standing, that's kind of where I see it. And um, it's hard for chuck to kind of like get over the fact that he's being completely <laughs> rejected by his mother in this yeah. moment because i think like he also sees some similarities between elizabeth and blair yeah for sure that was a stretch i'm not sure if that made any sense to I anybody said for sure in a very like non-believing way <laughs> okay you're very skeptical that's fine <laughs> i'm so I'm, I'm very skeptical about this i mean like i can sort of see it but like i don't know 
It it doesn't make sense to me, but I think that there is just like a past that we don't know about. Yeah. Um. So when when uh, Elizabeth says she loves Jack and like doesn't waver from this, and that like I don't know, like is she doing this for love or is she doing this like? Because she wants the hotel or like, I don't know. I don't think she has any interest in the hotel, honestly. I think it's mostly just like her doing it because she um, wants Jack to be happy. Yeah. Oh, that's want, true. Like, I feel like she has like, no interest in being part of the hotel. Like She, she wants, like, wants, she wants her cut of the money and she wants to like, you know, be with Jack in some way. And she thought like when Jack got the money that, that she would be would, enough. That would be enough and they could like be happy together. Just remember, money isn't ever enough right for rich people yeah you, you can never have so much money you can never be too rich oh my gosh what no, 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 oh my gosh wow that's, just, that's such a that's such an audacious, audacious like statement it's like an extremely gossip girl thing oh for sure um so it's it's when uh basshole kind of like deals with the brevity of his mother rejecting him then he like goes to blair and he's like I don't know what to do. And so um at this point I'm kind of so yeah. So he he's kicked out and so he calls Blair and then Blair calls Serena and Nate. Mm-hmm. And Serena and Nate are like, "We're so sad that you got kicked out of your house. Let's try to help." And you know what happens when Serena and Nate try to help? They get manipulated they and do real bad. <laughs> they do real bad. They're the worst plotters. Why are they constantly trying to make them plot people? Oh my god. They're not schemers. They're so bad. They cannot scheme whatsoever. They get schemed. They don't scheme. Yeah. They're the schemies of the schemers. Yeah, so we can um so a lot something happens at like the the fashion show later. So we can talk about Jenny now before we get into that. Yeah, so Jenny, again, Agnes is back in her life. Jenny is, Agnes. you know, she is dealing with the um, the, out, the the fallout between her and Damien, and she's just been sulking in her room for the past week or so. You know, we last saw her, Damien and her had, you know, this very, you know, world, world, um, world whirlwind, whirlwind yeah. romance going on and she was about to lose her virginity to him and he, and was, he like, was like sex isn't he was very cavalier about yeah. the whole thing and she was like but it's important he's like actually it's not it's just sex she's like not to me and so she like keeps her card keeps her keeps her fee card to her chest she's like i'm not giving it up for you and so and why did you sound 12 when you did that because that's what she looks like she looks like 12 <laughs> Um, oh my god! I wish y'all could have seen her face just now. <laughs> I'm not giving it up for you. <laughs> and so um, she's like dealing with that, listening to a lot of '80s music. Oh my gosh, she's such a sad girl. I mean, it's like a breakup, which is sad. But it's the first, like her first I know, big heartbreak. That's true because she hasn't really dated anyone except um, that guy who turned out to be gay. Right, and, and then briefly Nate. Oh yeah barely but like her and nate never really got started I, they, they kissed like one time maybe they kissed a couple of times but like it was never anything tangible enough yeah. because her and vanessa were like both simultaneously into nate yeah, and then nate for whatever went, reason yeah and then nate went with vanessa because that's they're tr- age appropriate they're but also the true romance it's of the true. show oh my god <laughs> i miss nate and vanessa <sighs> so much maybe they'll be back maybe you know the show's not over yet. Nope. There's <laughs> um, still time. There's t- so much time. So it's um it's quite um a moment for Jenny because she's like dealing with this. These are all uh, these are very adult feelings for her. Yeah. She's 16. She's almost grown. Oh my god. And 
she's <laughs> she's almost grown and she's you know dealing with this emotions and so her father's like rufus like look i'm tired of you sulking in your bedroom we're gonna get you to work and it's like she she has hobbies and i think this happens with a lot of people like when you're when you're sulking you're like i forgot about all the things that make me happy and like fashion made her happy mm-hmm. and it, like it was a good it was a good focus of her energy it's constructive yeah and so i think rufus kind of saw that and was it's like a hey, discipline you that you could actually build on again. Yeah. yeah and so rufus sets it up with uh, with eleanor uh Mordoff to like work with her for her spring line helping her with the fashion show that's going to happen this pop-up show she's going to do for a um for a A pop-up fashion show for juniors and so at this pop-up fashion show for juniors there's gonna be like someone named i don't know like richard or dick conwell or something yeah so conwell mr conwell he i mean it sounds like someone like kmart or target or like some kind of like um it sounds like a jc penny type of thing yeah yeah definitely like jc penny or coles or something to that effect where Conwell. It's like a department store, but it's like not like high end, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's not like Dillard's or yeah. Macy's. It's literally like it's more like Sears, Sears or yeah. like, you know, um JC Penny, like you mentioned, and they're gonna have a junior line that's gonna be catered to people who are on all economic spectrums, not just the high um couture that she's used to mm-hmm. um producing in her boutique in her boutique shop in uh, New York. So um Everyone's you know in a tizzy because they have to make all these clothes it's a and stuff like that. Fashion. This is like I think this is the year that like pop up stuff started happening. There were pop up fashion shows, pop up shops, pop up like restaurants. restaurants which yeah, definitely like I like the pop up stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't really hear about pop up stuff until like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. so like this is like two thousand ten. Yeah, it's so that's definitely that like yeah. I remember hearing about pop up stuff and like. I mean, I remember hearing about pop-ups of, like, in 08 a little bit in New York, but, like, more, like, restaurant stuff. Yeah. Not, like, actual, like, retail. Yeah, we had, uh, in Cleveland, there were a bunch of, like, pop-up shops. There was, yeah. like, a pop-up flea market. Oh, I love pop-up really flea cute. markets. They're so great. Cute. Yeah. So, like, it's very of the moment, and Jenny, you know, gets right to work, and it's really exciting. And she's, like, feeling like I'm doing something constructive. I'm doing something that I'm helping a team. I feel yeah. like I'm building on something. I feel like I'm in an element. I think, like, last. Jenny Jenny is definitely at her best when she's, like, working with clothes. Yeah. And I think, like, it's in, like the thing about fashion, at least when you're, like, a seamstress, it's, like, a solitary, and you can be like, in your head about things. Uh-huh. And I feel like she does really well when she's like, in her thoughts and, like, by herself as opposed to, like, being influenced by other people. Yeah. Um, quite honestly. <laughs> For sure. And so, like... Such as Agnes. Yeah. And so um, Agnes is hired on as one of the models. Again, it doesn't evening. make sense. Um, but well, Eleanor, she had mentioned, like, she believes she in second to, chances. Like, wanted to make amends. So she, like, rehired Jenny, even though Jenny was, like, never to be allowed back at Eleanor. Right. And she also rehired Agnes because she wants to, like... I don't know. She said... Yeah, like you said, she believes in second chances. And so Jenny and Agnes are having like a very tense moment with each other. Agnes, can you put your arms down, please? Both arms. Look, Agnes, I'm sorry for how everything went down. I shouldn't have gone behind your back and tried to cut you to the fashion line. I was going to quit anyway. Those dresses were lame. Agnes, I'm trying to apologize. You trusted me and believed in me, and I betrayed you. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for torching your dresses. Truth is, they were amazing. Over it? 
I missed you, bitch. <laughs> they like apologize. They to apologize each other. to each other, and so like you know, it's semblance clearly that they're like on the road of recovery, mm-hmm. and not just like in their in their own personal journeys, but like and as a friendship too. So like it's like, huh, this might be nice, you know, friendships coming together. And of but course, it's Agnes. Yeah, but of course it's Gossip Girl and that his last long because friendships die on Gossip Girl. Yeah, Gossip Girl is where friendships go to die. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so Damien is trying to collect his drugs that Jenny still has from when, I don't know when. Well, they have a lot of pills. There's yeah, a lot there's of, so many there's pills. There's a lot of pills that are being exchanged in their relationship. Yeah, and pills, pills, pills by Destiny's Child. <laughs> I, don't I feel like this. you forgot the rest of the song. I did. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think real. you do. So you and me are through. through. Which is actually what happened in the show. <gasps> you couldn't get the pills and they're through now. Oh my gosh. Pills, pills, pills. Pills, pills, pills. So, um, By Agnes. Jen Stisty's child. Sorry. I, I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um, so Agnes sees the exchange and the text messages and she's like, uh, What's you're going dating, on? Yeah, and so like she talks about how uh she was dealing the drug dealer, and actually like nice. Yeah, go. I'm like okay, this is girl. This is not like, what right. are you doing? Yeah, I mean we all did the drug dealers. No, no, we didn't. I know. <laughs> okay, we're not talking about my personal love history, but we all you know dabbled in some kind of yes, like you know we all have dated bad men yeah men or bad what bad men the worst yes yes so um who like you know participated in underground underground economy which again all men are bad so yeah exactly it doesn't matter all men are bad all, hashtag all men um yeah so yeah. uh agnes is like hey you know we need to get back at damien like he can't continue like uh, like stalking you like this let's just like pay, play a mean trick on him and so she calls Damien and she's like hey Damien come here at this time we'll give you your drugs and then she's like Jenny we're gonna dump these drugs in the toilet when he gets here and it's gonna be amazing and Jenny's like okay yeah because again she's influenced by you know the, she's so easily influenced she's by the moth to a flame and she just goes right back to like her you know bad ways yep. yet again and um, Agnes also is like clearly plotting something else yeah so agnes has not forgiven jenny and so Mm -hmm. we see her we see her talking to another model named uh callie Uh, kelly but i don't think she was kelly she was another model i think she was like another like seamstress oh okay yeah i think you're right so she's like she's like plotting with her and like you kind of see her give glances at each other with like the drugs when jenny leaves the room and so she's like clearly like planning to do something to jenny mm-hmm. that jenny doesn't know about yeah and so we'll leave it here i think we'll just go to the other moments because like it because there's a party the the fashion show which we'll get to later yeah so you want to talk about blair yeah about blair so blair oh blair oh, precious little blair Blair's blair is at nyu and she's having a hard time yes yeah, so she- we know she's hired some terrible people to be her minions yeah, like she has like subpar minions and she's subpar minions. and she really hasn't like found her niche there yet. She really doesn't have anything to like grasp on. She tried to get into the 
theater crowd. That didn't work. She tried to get into the table de terre twice. Once on a and fake run, and the second one it didn't work out. Oh my gosh! She, Poor there's Blair. No, she tried to get with like the business people um, division, and that didn't work because it ended up being like some weird uh, nerdy subculture thing that she wasn't a part of, <laughs> uh, or knew any reference of. Because Master of the Universe clearly doesn't mean about business Wall Street guys. Something oh else God, about some kind so of weird funny. subculture thing. She tried to be friends with Dan. That backfired. So like she has not found her niche at all yeah. in college and, and she's like already in her second semester now just like fuck oh, i don't man. know what to do and she's just, she's she's floundering a bit and her mother is like you know in town and she doesn't even live in new york anymore she lives in um she lives in paris full time yeah so it's also weird to have her mother back in town too and it kind of heightens all of the you know insecurity she has about herself in college you know and also in general because um, Blair is constantly insecure about yeah. everything but like this it all heightens at the moment of her mother's presence because her mother is a trigger so so her mom yeah. is as we know having this pop-up fashion show and she's like Blair invite like 20 or 30 of your friends in college right because we want people who like look clean cut you know college kids not so much you know our typical like high-end high-end clients yeah. because you know conwell is you know a little more mainstream a little more you know solid of the earth type mm-hmm. of folks and we need those kind of you know normal quote-unquote normal kids at the <laughs> um at the fashion show we need people who are of that ilk so bring some your college friends because nyu is not a you know it's private not like, school yeah, it's an ivy league <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not ivy She's like, she's just bringing up all this stuff that Blair hates about herself. Right. But also, like, NYU is, like, full of, like, rich people with kids. Anyway. Yeah. Like, NYU is quite expensive. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a a private school, but it's certainly not state college. I mean, anyway. So I have a lot of feelings about that. So I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this, there's there's different levels here. In Gossip Girl, sure, like, sure, sure, sure. people who make, like, $500,000 a year are poor. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's very different. Yeah, exactly. Scale. Yeah, at. like whereas like people at NYU have work for their money, every, like people in Columbia have their money work for them. <laughs> Making money in their sleep. Oh my gosh. Um anyway, so um Blair is like, fuck, I have to make friends. I have to make like thirty friends in the next um twenty four hours. Yeah. And, and so, so she she talks to Dorota, which I think she's like, Dorota, I need to get friends and she's like, But you, you have, have no friends. friends. <laughs> like I love that Dorota knows Precious. this about her, which I think is like Because Dorota is her friend. Yeah, because it's I think it's sad that like her mom doesn't know this, but Dorota yeah. knows this. Well, because Dorota's around. I know. Um so Dorota, she goes to the dorms and she seeks out Brandeis. Remember As, Brandeis? Yeah, Brandeis was uh, the escort. From uh, episode eight during the uh, politician oh, year. Oh, my gosh. Um, politician episodes with Drip. Yeah, so she's the one that um, Blair saw with the, the really nice bag that one time at that coffee shop that everyone hangs out at. Yes. Yeah. And, and campus. And she found out that she's an escort, but she's studying psychology at NYU because she's paying her way through school because NYU's expensive. And you clearly have to be a prostitute, apparently, to afford school. Apparently. Which is a, which is a whole different conversation about the education system in the United States. But anyway, yep. I digress. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so she's like, hey, Brandeis, can you like bring a bunch of your friends here and like so we'll just like we'll hire you we just need 30 friends just to show up and not like you know do any of your normal escort work just like to be my friend yeah just like be friendly be, party around yeah. mingle like we just need you to be present you don't need to do anything to put out we just you need literally you to just need to 
and dress nicely. There. Yeah. That's all. That's all we expect out of you. So uh, Brandis like, hmm, okay. And she comes through. Yeah. I, I wish that Brandeis and Blair, I wish Brandeis had like a bigger role in the show, honestly. I feel like I her and Blair's relationship could be fun. Yeah. So fun fact about Brandeis, she was this, uh, she was on the show, the this, this soap opera on ABC called One Life to Live. Oh my God. And whenever I see her character, whenever I see that character, I think about that terrible show. But I used to love that show when I was in college and sick. I would watch it. Oh my god, I never watched that show. I used to watch that. All my children and General Hospital. My my mother still watches General Hospital to this day. She's watching almost every day. Or like, like she used to videotape it, like via like VCR it while she was at work. And then when she retired a couple of years ago, she watches it every single day. She's watched it since high school. Her when she was in high school. Is it still on? Oh yeah, every day. Oh, at two o'clock on ABC. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 the only soap opera, like daytime soap opera, that actually. Is do still... they do they write soap operas, or do you think it's just dramatic improv? No, they write. Oh my god, I can't imagine like writing. I bet they have like specific writers for specific characters because they're all like disparate storylines, right? For sure, and then also like they um the funny thing about like uh. Um, there's like so much script to memorize they have like just scripts hidden out of out of like oh my god so like say for instance they're in like a hospital uh-huh. scene and um like there's a like a in a coma or something like that or like someone's in a hospital bed they'll have like a script laying on the other side of the uh, other side of the body that's mm-hmm. not seen through the camera so like just in case they like forget a line they just like pull it right there yeah i can't imagine like having there's, to memorize that all the time there's like only a few actresses i think like susan lucci's one of the few um like soap opera actresses who like could memorize her lines like that yeah. and would never be able like never really needed scripts to like go off of but um yeah there's like scripts laying everywhere so people would like be able to like you know basically read off the line run off the paper if they needed to that's so funny yeah. oh my god that's so like i never think about that but like you have to like edit the just uh producing that must just take so much effort like yeah. you have to, you have to have writers, you have to have actors, you have to like have editors, you have to have people who include the music and like the great thing is though you don't have to be great. Yeah, it can be extremely mediocre. Yeah, and but it's fine because like you're producing content every single day. <laughs> okay, guys, our only job is to create content. <laughs> Let's get it done. Oh my god. Yeah, and so like it's very interesting. I I, I think I find soap operas very fascinating and just the way they were like constructed every single day. And they there's no breaks really. Like they're on they're on almost every day through the holidays, through the summer. Like they always have some sort of situation going on. Yeah, I wonder like how they do like I mean I guess you can just have people who are there people are constantly written off shows, people die, people come back in other people's bodies. Or or somebody comes back as a twin. Yes, oh there's always twins, right? Yeah, there's always twins. There's always weird pregnancies, there's always coma scenes. Mm. There's always some kind of car crash. Wow. Which is why, like, I mean, like, that's why, like, these teen soap operas, like, they're, like, Gossip Girl is a soap opera. Yes. It's just at night, and it's a teen drama, but it's a soap opera, like. Oh, absolutely. Got, like, um, most of these, like, very dramatic shows are soap operas, but you also have, like, the different fun ones, like, telenovelas, like, uh, telenovelas, like, Jane the Virgin, but they're all sorts of soap operas they're yep. just not classified as soap operas so it's just really fascinating like i think there's the actual ones like i think um 
General Hospital might be the only one that's still operating. I think One Life to Live is on, at one point was back on, on Hulu. It might still be on Hulu, but anyway, soap operas are a fascinating thing. And I, I don't know, I've read books about them. Just like, I think this is really weird and fascinating. I feel like I tried watching Passions one oh time God, and like, Passions. I just didn't understand what was going on. I tried to watch like three or four days in a row and I was like, who are these people? My favorite soap opera was Port Charles, which is spinoff from General Hospital, uh-huh. but it has vampires. <gasps> that sounds fun. And it was like all the same characters, but another vampires wait did who... it was a half hour drama and it was like right on before it was right on after poor Charles, uh, um general hospital so like i remember the, the lineup used to be um all my children one light to live general hospital and then poor charles for a little bit yeah it was wild it was stupid i loved it i wonder if i'm gonna be one of those old people that like soap operas i wonder if they're gonna like Watch my stories what watch my stories is what like, stories is like a like a nomenclature for so uh, for soap operas oh. like gonna watch my stories i wonder like i wonder if they're gonna be um oh the last major daytime soap opera was passions in 1999 uh let's see because all my children left i think went off the air in like 2010 oh, or wow. 20 2009 like one life to live and all my children left at the same time but all my, but general hospital is still on the air Oh yeah, there's apparently like none of them get any viewers anymore. Yeah, except for my mother. Okay, <laughs> my mother faithfully watches mother. that show. Like, I mean, I feel like my mom is basically the one who's supplying their kids' college. <laughs> my mom should definitely get like a, a shout out because like shout out to Cher's mom. Yeah, because she she is keeping those bitches employed. Heck yeah. So uh, shout out to my mom. Um, let's go back to this soap opera though, Gossip Girl. Yeah. Um, so Brandeis, she is coming in swiftly with all of her, um, with her her minions. Her oh my a- god, she has so many minions. AKA her escorts, and uh, it is quite the scene. Um, but before we get to that, let's uh, let's talk think- about Danessa. Are you- we don't need to talk about Danessa yet because mm. like it's a. It's not related. That's at all. fair. Okay. Yeah, cool. So all right. Yeah. So look, I, let's so go. Now let's get to the fashion show. The fashion show. So, Conwell is um, Cornwell. Conwell. What's what Conwell. is it? Conwell. Okay, I was right. So Conwell, he is there. It's basically this pop up show is for him. Yeah, because uh, so apparently Eleanor Waldorf's designs aren't doing that great because she it's you know. We're still there, in the thrush, 2010. We're still in the throes like, of this economy. Yes. And people are getting laid off here. Like, I'm actually, I mean, like, there's job growth happening for sure. Like, Obama's president now. Yeah. But there is job growth happening, but it's slow. And people are not shopping as often as they used to. And if they are, they're not shopping to the capacity that Eleanor needs for her to continue being a atelier. So um, it is. She's trying she's to fall on hard times. Yeah, so she's trying to reach out to you a know different audience, different demographic, and you know see if she can make it. Because like at this time too, like there was a lot of like in fashion, you had a lot of um, that's when Target used to have all those really cool collaborations mm-hmm. with like high end de- uh, high end designers. It would have like those like flash. Uh, collaborations oh you're right with like yeah i remember like there were yeah. high-end stuff like kohl's had it with uh vera wang right yeah. um and then like target was the biggest That's, one i have i have a target vest by michael kors yeah exactly or whatever is it yeah. michael kors or somebody well yeah. there's a lot of different like there was but yeah michael kors was one of them but there's a lot of like you know such and such for target and so that was like what was going on oh, this time right. so like it was definitely of the trend mm-hmm. where like people were like having all of these really you know, 
expensive high-end designers coming in to appeal to like target h&m um where else uh yeah so i think target and h&m were like the two big ones Mm -hmm. and um Eleanor is like trying to throw her head in the ring. She's like, I should be able to. And so, like, I guess like, um, Corn- Conwell was like a similar thing to Target. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. That's oh my god, that's such a good. You're such a good like analyzer. <laughs> thank you. I love it. My brain is weird. Um, yeah, in a great way. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, uh, she is trying to appeal to this demographic now, and Conwell is you know at the event and. He meets up with Blair, and Blair's trying to, like, you know... Entice know, him to buy it. For sure. And then, like, you know, whispering in his ear, trying to get him on his mother's, her mother's side to, like, you know, you know, basically persuade him, you know, grease the wheels a little bit. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I would never... He, he's just, like, very stoically. He's like, I would... Not stoically, like, dramatically. He says, like, I would never carry her line if this is the type of clientele right because like, i like the designs but i will never have it here because the kind of clientele and she's like what and it's like it's like it's like they're college students like and prostitutes yeah and and we're just blair's like, like what the fuck who said something so she like runs out the brand eyes did you say these like i thought that you were like who are you hooking like she's like just just definitely just throwing. did you say who you hooking yes i did um she did not <laughs> say that but i'm saying it she should have said that miss opportunity <laughs> clearly so like she is like out here yelling at Blarandaz and Brenda's like um excuse me I was not one of his um escorts. like for as much of shit I'm like I'm sure she like has is is had knows how to put up with shit but she gets a lot of shit from Blair she surely does but I feel like because of her like you know profession yeah. she deals with a lot of different kinds of personalities mm-hmm. and so like Blair's probably on the lower end of the spectrum as far as like you know wildness for sure um, I'm assuming I hope that Brandeis is being safe and being okay I agree um Shout out to Brandeis. <laughs> um, but um, so Brandeis tells Blair, she's like, I didn't do this. Uh, she's like, oh, you know, Mr. Conwell has hired one of our people. He hires this guy, Julian, over here. Which is like plot twist. Oh, Mr. Conwell from Salt Lake City married with the family. Which is oh, it's just like code for a Mormon. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> That's why I said it. Yeah, like Salt Lake City is clearly Mormon and he's dating and he's got some um he's got some need for the pain, which I get. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Never say need for the pain again. Thank you. Yeah. So, I put that on a shirt. <laughs> oh my god, no, you don't. I love this shirt so much. I quit. I'll wear, I'll wear it on erratically. It'll be great. Oh, my God. <laughs> you said ironically, but I heard erotically, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. Both? <laughs> okay. I want to put my assets on the street. What can I say? Um, oh, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I'm just so confused. So, yeah. So, Conwell, he um, is interested in the men. He apparently calls Julian every time he's in New and they York party. City. And they party. Yes. He's a return, cu- a repeat customer. And so Blair's like, interesting. And so, yeah. So Blair, she like goes up, she's like, excuse me, fam, but um, you're going to carry my mom's products. He's like, excuse me? I don't think so. I thought I'd reject you. He's like, no, I'm rejecting you. Otherwise, you're going to carry my mother's stuff or I'm going to like tell her or tell everybody, your wife and family, that you are fucking some dude on the side. And he's like, no, but I have a wife and family. And she's like, I don't care. What about my family? Yeah. Okay? My parents trying to eat too. Okay, we got things to pay. I got my mother bought a house in Paris. You think she can't afford? She can afford I, that shit on her, you know, once, you know, one dress a week kind of situation she's doing. Now. I don't know where. I want you to do recaps of all the episodes, but like write dialogue for yourself. 
just the way that you're talking right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just like very upset that um, Blair has to like go for bat for um, Alora in this moment. Anyway, so uh, it's kind of her fault. She invited yeah uh, escorts. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, it's it's a bummer. But yeah. Kamal's like, are you Fine. blackmailed? Yeah, because he's, he's being blackmailed. Yep. Like, legit being blackmailed right now. Like, okay, cool. Fine. And so he goes to Eleanor and saying. Yeah, you know, we'll love the character line, but we'll have to change the name and also some of the fashion because it's a little too hoity-toity, a little too stuck up. And she's yeah. like, excuse me, I am my designs. Eleanor, Eleanor Wardoff has been attached to my name since I've been doing it for 28 years and blah, blah, blah. Like, I refuse this I refuse. Offer. And so, like, Kamala's was like, but I'm offering you the world. Whatever. Like, he's like... He's, he's like, like, what? You, I just was blackmailed by your daughter. For You're saying nothing? no? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I got blackmailed for nothing out of <laughs> out of spite, out of like you know, out of thought. Like, what the hell? So, um, <laughs> he's very he's very upset. He's very upset. And he's Blair, very hysterical. But also, Blair is like kind of curious. Like, what? What happened here? Like, I put this dude on blast for nothing. Yeah. And so she talks to her mom, and her mom is like, Blair, like. This is my name. This is who I am. Like, I can't hide who I am. So, yeah, Eleanor is very attached to her name, her namesake. She's like, no, I'm not giving yeah. up. And she's, like, very surprised that Blair doesn't understand this. Right. And it's not even a pride thing. It's like a, I mean, not pride, but it's like, this is the only thing that makes me me. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to give that up just because somebody wants to change it to their liking. Like, no, fuck that. Yeah. So she she tells Blair, she's like, don't ever hide who you are. And this makes Blair just like break down sobbing. She's like, mommy, I have no friends at NYU. She's like, what are you talking about? There's so many people here. She's like, I hire these people. They're little escorts. She's like, oh, okay. well, okay. She was like, no one likes me at NYU. I can't. I, no one. I can't. My babies are second rate. Yeah. And she was like, we just haven't found the, the, the right place for you yet. And it's like, the, and it's like the closest thing we've ever really seen of Eleanor being like a mother or being maternal towards she's Blair. been maternal she before. has but like but like there's no real like lessons learned or like, yeah. lessons like, this is one of the this few definitely times like a lesson like you should be like this is one of the traits that Blair should be like like a trait that she sees in her mother she should apply to herself for sure and it's like I mean you see it but it's very rare yes it's like one a season once a season you see like Eleanor like bestow some like knowledge to Blair that she actually takes to heart mm-hmm. and in this moment it's really nice and so when this happens very serendipitously um someone Blair and Serena talking with each other and then three girls come up and they're like are you Blair Wardorf oh my god and they're like we thought you died and they're like what like we haven't read about you on Gossip Girl everyone at Columbia reads Gossip Girl and and she's like oh interesting and so when they walk away Blair's like what do you know about Columbia Serena so foreshadowing also one of the girls at columbia is from brooklyn 99 yes it's uh what's her face um the girl who plays amy yeah um yeah amy yeah i don't know her name in real life though oh yeah it's fine the girl who plays amy yeah yeah, it's, I was really surprised I didn't find. I always, I love when see, I see like character actors pop up in shows, especially the show. Yeah, it was like it's really it was really funny to see her because I knew she was on Gossip Girl, and she's on the next few episodes mm-hmm. too. Um, but I forgot like because the character is just very different. She's very she's, removed from yeah. uh, from Amy. Yeah, um, uh, Amy. 
I forgot her name on the show on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Amy, what does matter? On Amy on Brooklyn Nine Nine. So because yeah, like Amy's like you know very she's like high strong. Amy she's Santiago. Very, yeah, yeah, Amy yeah. Santiago. Yeah, Santiago. Like she's very high strong, very type A, very high um tightly wound. Well, maybe this is the exact same character because she's a Columbia mm. wannabe <gasps> minion. Whoa! Is yeah. her if her name's Amy? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna be very uh, excited about. It's not Amy. It's like Hazel or something like that. Mm, I don't think it's Hazel. I don't think it is either. That was one of the other opinions. <laughs> From high school, yeah. So anyway, um, we want to talk about... Uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Jenny. Yeah, let's talk about Jenny. Yeah, so Jenny is um, wavering on... So at, at this point, Agnes has set up the spot, swap with Damien, and Jenny agreed to it, but she's still wavering on it because she's built up all this goodwill with Eleanor and doesn't want to ruin it by like having some drama go down at her show. And she's like, I don't know if I want to do this. And Agnes is like, you have to do it, bitch. You like, you have to get back at him for like, I don't know. Cause she told, she told Agnes about him not wanting to be with her after she wouldn't have sex with him. And, um, then Agnes like just, I don't know, passes the drugs out to the models as they're about to go on stage. And it's just like, Oh no, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. This is the tip of the iceberg. It's like, it's going to go down. And so, while um while all the models are now drugged up, which is delightful, Ugh. um you know Jenny is like super anxious about it. What's going on? She's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And behind the scenes, um, Kelly, who is helping Agnes, is one of the other seamstress. She roofies Jenny. Oh my god, she puts like three of the unknown pills in her champagne and gives it to her yes like our congratulations from eleanor like eleanor wanted to toast to you here's you know here's a congratulatory yeah. champagne flute and then jenny chugs it because she's like it's from eleanor she gave me a toast last year she's like not those are your mm. bitch and so like she's like chugging it down and now you know jenny is like slumped over she can't she's learning her words she's not she's not she can't she's like very lethargic yeah she cannot you know she's not functioning well and so agnes she's drugged yeah she's drugged i like i hate this i hate it so much and so agnes and kelly they like drag her outside and um they want to hail i'm just trying to hail a cab to go home and I was like, no, we're going to get this bitch laid. Oh, my and God. And so they, like, it's go like, to another why location. Why are you doing this? It's awful. It's so fucked up. And so now they're at this club. And then they leave Jenny at this, like, anonymous club. We don't even know nope. where they're at. And it's awful. And then there's these two dudes who are, like, looking at Jenny. Like, you know, one is, like, you know, uh, kind of, like, not interested. But the, the friend of this guy is, yeah. like, looking oh, at Jenny. Oh, I see. Let's take care of Blondie over there. She's like, no, mm. let her be. Like, maybe she has a boyfriend or someone to take care of her. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. One, of, one could... of the guys is like, hey, let's like try to get her home. And the, the other guy's like, my home's close to here. Yeah. And it's like super creepy and horrible. It's and I hate so it. It's so creepy. And so Jenny, she has enough consciousness. Oh, no. So Jenny was being pushed in the cap. Nate sees it. Wait. Wait. This little one's not going home just yet. We're going to go see if we can get this girl laid. Highland bitches. Spotted. Little Jay passing out in a taxi. Jenny? Hey, Jenny! Uh-oh. Looks like somebody better call the fashion police. 
Yeah, so he sees her like being like she he can tell that she's been drugged. Right. Or something's going on with Jenny that she does not look well. Yes. And she's being pushed to this car. And so Nate, you know, in a moment of pure instinct and rare moment of clarity for Nate, because shout out to Nate, he <laughs> never really has this moment of like actual, you know, fortitude to actually see something wrong. He's usually oblivious. Um he like calls Jenny's like, Hey, where are you? She's like, Nate, is that you? I don't know where I am. He's like, just don't hang up. And so he like goes on to geotag or something like that and sees, or what is he like? I don't, I don't know. know. He just uses geolocation. Yeah, to, like, geolocation. Find her. He yeah. like he opens his phone. He's like, his phone is where he is, and he's on like. I think it might be the like, Gossip Chelsea. Girl's map, spotted map. Oh, you're right. It's the Gossip Girl spotted map, and so he pops up and he's like, "Hey, stay right there, don't move." And she's like, "Hurry up!" Because she's like, she's not feeling well. She doesn't yeah. know what's going to happen next to her body. And so Nate, you know, gets in a cab and goes rescues her, and on. And while he's on his way, this guy who's been leering on Jenny the entire fucking oh, time. Oh, God, he's so gross. He like, he's like, hey, where are you? She's like, Nate, is that you? He's like, is Nate your boyfriend? And she's like, who are you? And it's like horrible. It's like, I this could be. I hate watching this. Like, I hate, like. I can't do anything. Yeah. And I hate it. And like, please don't get date raped. Please don't get date raped. Like, we just got in this episode where like, you almost lost your video card to yeah. Damien. I don't want you to, like, get in a situation where you're going to, like, actually be in physical harm and have, like, a sexual assault oh, happen God, to you. Oh, God. I fucking hate Agnes. Yeah. and it's She just, did this. Yeah. And, like, the fact that a woman did that to another woman is Ugh. awful. Awful, and it makes me very hurt and sad and very conflicted about like the story on the the, the storyline. I like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. I'm not a fan. Nope. So Nate comes in just in time and gets rid of the guy. He pushes the guy away, and he gets Jenny out of there and takes her home. Yep. And by the time Jenny gets back to the Upper East Side, back to um, back to Lily's penthouse. The drugs have like mostly worn off, and she's, yeah, she's just like, yeah, she's like, she's ashamed. like ashamed, right? She feels like she looks pretty gross and like kind of tired and exhausted. And she's like, "How do I look?" She's like, just play the exhausted card, and you'll be fine. Maybe get back to sleep and not be bothered by your parents. And so, um, Nate, you know, checks up on her because she left. He still has her bag in his hand. You okay? What's wrong with me? Nothing is wrong with you. What are you talking about? Like, how'd I end up here? Jenny, look at me. Okay, things haven't exactly been so easy for me either. (laughs) Now... I'm with Serena, and I'm so happy. Things will turn around for you, too. Yeah. What if you're wrong, Nate? What if everything just... (laughs) It's Eleanor. Great job today. You're hired bunch tomorrow okay oh my god (laughs) see and i i hope you learn from this okay mostly that i'm always right yeah okay god nate thank you so much for tonight thank you Yeah, and she like you know I'm going on the right path. I'm going fashion. Like 
um, you know, Eleanor might hire me. Like, I'm trying to do these good things. And this Agnes bitch, you know, put me in harm's way. And it's like, it's not your, and Nate's like, you know, tries to reassure her, like, it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're going through something. I went through something. Like, he tries to compare his faults with, like, his father and all the, all the, all the shit with the captain happened in, you know, the past couple uh -huh. of years. Like, he's been on a pretty, really shitty path himself but like he found you know and then he says like but i found serena and we're together and i'm like following a path perfect. yeah and you kind of like see jenny kind of like react a little bit to that like the serena mention he's like oh yeah serena yeah because she's like i think being saved by nate is like jenny has always had sort of a crush on him right and like nate has like consistently saved her so many fucking oh my times. god i know like in yeah, the first right. season he keeps saving her from agnes too yeah like in the first season he saved her when she had a like you know um uh she, he tried to get her eight thousand dollars for that dress she stole yeah. from the consignment store and you know he helped her out you know swept her again and again he got her in that um Instant two with all the Agnes shit mm -hmm. went on and she almost got like, you know, assaulted oh at the God. photographer's house. And then, you know, in, la in this season, you know, at the cotillion. Oh, yeah. He was her date. He was her date. So like, there's been all these instances where like he's been kind of like her knight in charming armor. Her and knight in shining armor. Her knight in shining armor. Yes, exactly. They so, probably use that. I, I feel like they have too. But that's definitely like his stick is that kind of the guy who kind of like swoops in yeah. and kind of saves the day. Because he's like... That's just the kind of guy he is. He's very earnest and very sweet and very dumb, but like he and, he, and easily manipulated. But he is pure of heart, mm -hmm. and he also wants to try to see the, the good in people. And Jenny's kind of a heart as a soft spot for him for yeah. sure. And so, like he's, I, I, I know, like you know, there was a romantic moment for them, but I feel like Nate also is very protective of of Jenny and like almost like a like yeah, a sibling absolutely. way. Now, especially that he's with Serena, which is the person he truly wants to be with. Mm -hmm. So. You know, of course, all that, you know, belts up emotion with all the craziness <gasps> to have a night has like now merged into some kind of like latent emotion. It's like, that's I think when, a you're crush. Like, when you're drunk and ashamed and like you're you're just like feeling all your feelings, you start feeling all these other feelings that you didn't know that you had. Yeah. So like, it's just like all coming out. Yeah. Like uh, things you thought you were repressed. Yeah. Now it's coming out to the surface for sure. So things that you thought you had buried long ago. Yeah. And so. When Nate leaves to go be back with Serena, uh, she gets a call from Eleanor. Yeah, and Eleanor wants to hire her on full time. Oh yeah, she gets a text or something like that. She's yeah. like, she finds out that like, yeah, she's gonna work for Eleanor. Yeah, and it's great. It's great. And so like, not full time, but like you know, part time. Yeah. And watches in school still. So um, you know, Nate's like, great, things are on the up and up. You're gonna be fine. Yep. And he goes and leaves, and then you know, of course, Jenny, Jenny looks longingly after him, reaches her arm out to touch him, but he's not there anymore. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of we end with that. Uh, you want to get to uh, Danessa? Uh, we should talk about Chuck. Oh God, yeah. Ugh. Gosh. Yeah. So this is. Oh my uh. God, I hate the storyline. So boring. Um, so Chuck, so Serena and Nate are trying to plot, and like, so at the party. Um, they called Jack um, at the pop-up show to, like, try to get the, the escorts to, like, you know, put him in a compromising position. And, like, they, they he takes them to her, his cab and they open the door hoping to see them, like, I don't know, all having sex or something. And obviously he's just, like, sitting there with champagne and drinking with these girls. Yeah. And I think they're talking about, like, some weird, like, finance um, scheming that they're doing. It's like, can you tell me more about that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like. Yeah. Like, it's tell just, me like, more about the environment project you're working on. Right. It's just, like, more of, like, the weird Jack mind games he's been playing yep. and, like, always being a step ahead. And also, you know, with uh, 
Serena being in the mix is always like some kind of high school plotting. Like they oh will God. never get out of it. Serena's so bad at plotting. Like she She's does so not bad. think steps ahead. She thinks like one step behind. <laughs> Truly. And like, if not even that, it's just like her very impulsive. That's how her personality is like, this will work because I will fall for this. Like, bitch, you fall for anything. So like, <laughs> like, like, you can't think like you. You have to think like other people who are smarter. So like, it's just, <laughs> Why are we so, she and Nate are just so they're so perfect Precious. for each other. Yes. They're so pr- they're pure of heart. They're very pure of heart. Yeah, and like I, I pure of heart. Yeah, like I, I love Serena deeply, but also, damn girl, think Try a little harder. bit. Yeah, think a little bit before you do oh, things. So, um, yeah. So, so Chuck, he is still trying to deal with the ramifications that his mother has stabbed him behind his back, but he still is trying to see the the good in her and he's yeah. trying to give her like you are my mother at the end of the day you are die, like dna proves that you are my mother you can possibly be saved and that's when she's like sorry i choose jack yeah i'm and gonna be with jack um you know like or not even jack like i am I gonna choose, leave yeah because like jack has denied me and i'm just gonna get out of here yeah you know? so i hope you didn't bring me here to gloat over your boyfriend's loyalty Chuck, I called you because this afternoon I didn't have the courage to tell you that I signed the hotel over to Jack. Seeing you made me realize what I'd done, and and so then I told him he had to make a choice. Me or the hotel. And what did my uncle say? My flight to Zurich leaves at 10. I wanted to say goodbye. I'm sorry. I tried. Stay. Not for Jack or the hotel. Stay for me. I already lost my mother once. Chuck. I'm not your mother. I don't know if your real mother is alive or not, but I'm sure... She loved you very much. And that she's nothing like me. You're right. Because my real mother can never have done to me what you did. Right, and so like Chuck, he was like, well, like, help me get the hotel back. And she's like, I don't want to be any part of it. Like, I'm not even your mom. And so like, I just want to go back to Zurich and um jack and so uh basshole's like okay like no one would hurt me because he's like devastated at this point like he's really bonded with yeah with elizabeth and thought that like you know he finally has some sort of like family real family again because after his father died you know he hasn't really had anything except for jack i mean lily is not his blood that's true so like he's like i have somebody in my life who potentially like of me of my blood who understands me at least to a certain extent what kind of like things i'm going through and it was really hard pill for him to swallow. I was like, well, of course you're my mother because no, my mother would never do what you just did to me. Yep. And so Elizabeth goes. And, she, and I feel like it just proves that she's his mother because he would do that to anyone else, too. He's done that to Blair shit he's, ten times. Bart's done that to him. They're yeah, like, of course. Yeah. That's all they do is like exclusively is like backstab that's, each other. That's, that's exactly what it that's, is. That's the entire relationship between Jack and um, I know. Chuck is like backstabbing each other constantly. That's, oh, my God. They're the that's worst. the way they communicate. <laughs> through backstabbery. <laughs> love. Yeah, exactly. Through backstabbery. 
story <laughs> and, and, and scheming. That's all they fucking do. So, um, yeah, so Elizabeth, she's like leaving the hotel and she's like in her car and she's she's loading up and she talks to Jack and she's like, you know, are you really going to do this to Chuck? And he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he's like you re- and she's, and he's like did you tell like um you're really gonna do this to your son she's like he doesn't need me like i would never be a good enough mother for him which and, is true which is true because she she's, did bad yeah she's not great so that's kind of what's going on with chuck let's get to Vanessa, please finally okay fine uh because i'm tired of talking about chuck Ah, uh, she's so boring okay he's the worst Vanessa. Um, Yes, so I love that Nate spills the beans. This is my favorite. So Danessa Den- has been keeping their relationship a secret, right? And they're like, okay, with all their zones, we need to we need to tell people that we're dating. It's official. Yeah, and so Nate knows because Dan talks to him, right? And, and so then Nate just can't keep secrets, so he told everyone. Clearly, Nate is the biggest fan of Danessa than anybody here. I love it. I love that he loves it. Yeah, he's really great. Even though like Vanessa's his ex, yeah. and Dan's his best friend. Yeah, but, but you know what? You can date. It's a very incestuous show. Clearly. You date literally anyone your friends have dated. Everybody has dated everybody. The people who have dated on the show is Jenny and Dan. It's only because they're, <laughs> they're siblings. siblings. So that we know of. Right. I mean, blood Maybe we'll siblings. find out that she's like a vampire. I mean, they're... <laughs> I mean, they're blood siblings. I mean, like we don't Dan and Serena are like, that. yeah, Dan and Serena are like um, step siblings. Yeah. They dated, so like, who knows? Yeah, anything can happen. Truly, just kidding. They don't date. They don't. Um, but so D- Danessa just like walks into the loft or whatever, and Rufus is like, "Hey there, lovebirds." Yeah, and, like, and they're like, wh- wh- what? "What? Who told?" And then Nate's like, "Oh, hey." <laughs> He told you, didn't he? She can read my mind. I mean. Oh, come on. You couldn't wait to tell. Well, uh, speaking for everyone else, I think it's great. And now that the happy couple has arrived, let's go eat. Come on. Hey, I couldn't help it. I love you guys. Give me a hug. <laughs> and so like, endearing. It's so sweet. And so, like, they're having brunch and having a good time. And then Serena and, and Serena and uh, Vanessa are chatting. She's like, "Yeah, you know, you don't want to. You, you should. We always try new things. Me and Nate. You don't like, want to get caught in a rut because you're." Cause she she kind of says that because they're old friends and they've like, they've known each other for ages, just like Serena and Nate. And she's like, just be careful. Like if you do the same things that you've always done, like it's not any different than your friendship was before, right? And I don't know how I feel about this. I think that's stupid. Yeah, and just like also like Serena is like also throwing off and like projecting her own insecurities with her relationship with yeah. Nate. Yeah, because her and Nate have been that's through what all... her and Nate do. Yeah, project constantly because they're bad at plotting. They're bad at scheming. So all they can really do is project their own insecurities because they can't plot and scheme. <laughs> they're so bad. They're so bad. Um, but mostly it's just Serena kind of you know not meddling. I mean, actually kind of meddling a little bit. Yeah, I don't like. I think she's doing. She's meddling from. This is like the thing we're talking perspective. about. Yeah. She's like, I I don't like in others what I see in myself. Yeah. And this is what's happening. She's like, I can see a relationship that mirrors my own. And here are my insecurities about it mm-hmm. that I'm going to project onto you so that you have the same insecurities. And it works. Yeah. And like so Vanessa charm. becomes insecure about her relationship with Dan and like being stuck in a rut. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's like a complete fabricated um uh, insecurity. Yeah, huh? it's like, like nothing that she was insecure about before. Right, but like you, you present an issue, any issue that may not actually be an issue for you specifically, but it's an issue. And like, how does it apply to me? 
oh, this applies to me in this way, this way, and this way. And so now she has like a, oh my God. She's like, kind of like almost like identity <laughs> crisis about her relationship. Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, Vanessa has an idea. I would assume, uh, so actually Nate had the idea of um, of uh, role playing. Oh, yeah. And so Nate. Vanessa now. What do you think Serena and Nate role play? Ooh. I like, I can't think Vanessa of Vanessa and Dan. <laughs> Blair and Chuck. <laughs> their own friends. Oh my god. Um I yeah. bet. I bet they roleplay their own friends. They're so boring. <laughs> They're so boring. They 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 absolutely roleplay Blair and Chuck. Oh my god, for and sure. And it's like spilling out into their real life too. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my god, that's oh so funny. Gosh. Um so Vanessa has an idea of cosplaying as Grace Kelly. Yeah. And, and recreating uh Weird Window. Yeah, so Dan for whatever reason is asleep at six PM and he he's like just like they're at the loft and he's like sleeping in the chair because he's 90 now and not 18. He's, it's hard studying and like he's taking a power nap, baby. That's true. I forgot people napped in college. I never napped in college. I constantly napped in college. Oh my God. I would have like 20 minute power naps and then I would study for three hours and have another 20 minute power nap and then study, and then study like all through the night. That's how I like study. Ew. Yeah. Like I would stay up all night, but um, I would like have like little 20 minute intervals and then sleep for a little bit and then like do things it was great and sometimes i would listen to um uh like um some like um lectures mm-hmm. that i record because i recorded lectures while you were asleep well like I would, I would record lectures during like classes and then listen to it like in my in my sleep i was trying to subliminal a message myself it did not work but i tried real hard to like learn different things you did a great job. Yeah, I mean, I I passed. Yeah, I, I I did graduate. All that matters, indeed. Um, Sum cum loud. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So she wakes him up with a kiss, dressed up like Grace Kelly. Grace, ugh, Grace, Grace Kelly. Kelly, and uh, the first American princess. And he's like, "What?" Yeah. And he's like a little bit surprised by it, and they're like sitting and eating right, and a, scallops a part, or whatever. Right, and a part of him was like he wanted to eat noodles and just yeah. like watch a movie and just chill out. He rather watch Rear Window instead of like play cosplay um, Rear Window, and he can tell like she can tell that like something's off, and they're like again, it's a fabricated issue that they didn't really have before. Yeah. But now that she sees it, or like at least imagining it. It's like, everywhere. They, they spend every Saturday eating noodles and watching movies. Which is very sweet. It sounds fun. It sounds great. It sounds like a nice routine. Yes. And I guess they feel like, we're 18. We shouldn't have routines. We should, 18, 19 years old, we should have, like, you know, weird, crazy monkey sex and, like, doing <laughs> things, like, on rooftops. I don't know. They're 18. They're 18, 19. Yeah. You know, they're supposed to be doing, like, weird shit. And um, they feel like they have to because, you know, they are in a long-term relationship just as friends not even like quote-unquote romantic relationship but they have a long you know relationship in some regards and so they yeah. don't want to it to get weird and strange because now they're allowed to have sex I mean, with like each other that, that's that's a thing though like if you have all these traditions when you're friends like why is that going to change when you're in a relationship like why should it change it's the benefit of dating a friend right right but then again for them because they're still kids they don't really know they don't they don't know that that that's the good shit it's it's the fact that like when you're you know when you're a boyfriend girlfriend you have to like kick it up a notch and turn it you know turn into 11 you gotta like make it count as opposed to just like if we're gonna do the same shit with friends we might as well just be friends yeah and so like kind of like what's the point of being boyfriend and girlfriend we're gonna do the same shit with friends Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where their their um their school of thought changes a bit and so dan 
he realized what's going on at least through rufus like something's happening here something's awkward and so like having like pierogies and eating in bed and he's like i have a surprise for you we're a romantic thing and they're eating pierogies in bed yeah and also like before this dan was confused that they were rightly stuck in a rut because they've been dating for like two weeks yeah exactly and like i don't know i'm i'm on dan's side in this case rare yes very rare rare moment where he's having a moment of clarity and not a total goof yes um but um they're having pierogies in bed and vanessa's like we do this all the time it's like yeah but now i can do this and he kisses her and it's very sweet yeah it's like I didn't have, I couldn't do that before. And that's what's so great about this. Like, before I was eating pierogies with my friend, and now I'm eating pierogies with my girlfriend. And it's great. And I love you, and blah, blah, blah. And we're, we're happy. It's cute. It's, it's nice. It's very sweet. And it's nice. And I think that's a great moment to end on in this episode. Yes. So we'll be back after these messages. This episode of Gossip Girls is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. You know, the one you're scrolling on, the one you're rating this episode, that you should be rating a five star or leaving us a review. You should be using it on Overcast. And if you're using it on Overcast, you can recommend us using that pull bar down and giving us a star. You can get Overcast for free on the App Store. And now, back to the show. All right, and we're back with fashion fashion turn it all on me don't you want to see these clothes on me fashion, fashion. turn, turn it around. around fashion turn, turn to the right Ooh, fashion. fashion so uh let's talk about the fashion this episode all right so there is a lot of weird fashion i have no fashion from the fashion show because i don't really remember what was on there there were a lot of skirts it was a lot boring. of bows it was bad teen fashion agnes did wear a cute black lace skirt that i was mm-hmm. not upset about i actually enjoyed quite a lot but um let's talk about jenny's first look i oh, love the I way her it. hair is styled in this out in this because mm-hmm. uh, i love a beanie yeah so she has like a beanie and she's wearing a coat on top of like this oversized gray sweater and like tiny red skirt and i love that look it's i love so like the cute. oversized sweater and the like little skirt yeah it's great cute um also shout out to rufus's gray coat not a yep. bad look for rufus at all surprisingly he looks put together I, he looks like the Upper East Side kept man. For Finally. Sure. For sure. Um, I hate Blair's hat. Why is she wearing a hat? It's like, she's trying to be good Kate. She's supposed to be like, um, like um, what's her face? Kate Middleton? Yeah. But I mean, it's just not. It looks bad. Looks You're bad. doing a bad job. Not a good look. Um, what is Serena wearing? I don't know. Serena has all these outfits that are like tank tops with like weird sequin appliques on them. And also, like, the weird, like, cow neck tank. so weird. I hate it. It's not a good look. I like Vanessa's look. The colors and the sweater are amazing. It's very bohemian. Yeah. I have have a scarf kind of like that, and I think that's why I like her. (laughs) Look, it's like an eye cap print kind of Mm -hmm. um, that's got a bunch of different colors in it. And then she's wearing, like, this slouchy sweater on top and i love it yeah i do like the the low um braid on the side the side mm-hmm. b- braid but i don't know her makeup looks pretty trashy here because it's, it's always it's, too much blush it's so much blush like she has incredible cheekbones i just let her live yeah um you don't have to like apple them i agree <laughs> but she looks pretty cute as grace kelly though oh my god she's wearing like pearls she's wearing pearl necklace pearl earrings and her hair is like Buffant. Yeah, like it's like tucked under to make it look yeah. like a like a bob. Short. Yeah, it's very cute. White gloves. Yeah. Oh, and like her eye makeup looks really like it looks cute. Yeah, it looks nice. It looks subtle. It's like a fresh face look as opposed mm-hmm. to like you know, yeah, the the trash she has on her face in the previous blue scene. eyeshadow. And she, I feel like she wears blue eyeshadow and coral. She has blue eyes. She doesn't need yeah. blue eyeshadow. No, like, leave it, let her live. Um, 
Yeah, not a fan. Um, Otech Low Tech. Yeah, so I have... Um, so Vanessa, when she was talking to Rufus about the flan she made for Rear, rear Window, um, she says, I got the recipe off the internet. Mm. <laughs> Just like the vague internet. Yes, pretty great. <laughs> um, the great internet. At this point in time, it probably would have been like capital I. Oh my God. Internet with a capital I. Yeah, and only until like, I think two years ago, the time stopped capitalizing the I. Oh my gosh. Which is so funny to me. Um, Teen Vogue interviews her. Oh yeah, she interviewed, uh, sh- uh, what's her face? Eleanor gets interviewed by Teen Vogue for her pop fashion show, which I think is like, this is pre like Teen Vogue becoming woke. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Cause like 2010, it's like still like Cosmo teen. Right. Yeah. I like, I mean, I think people were really onto Teen Vogue being political, but it started getting political around 2013, mm-hmm. 2014. Like that's everyone really like, getting like pretty interesting, like topics and conversations and then like it really hit its peak uh 20 last year last year like end of 2016 and 20 early 2017 with like the likes of like lauren duca yeah and her like thigh high politics um column but like it was always i don't know i think it's, it was definitely more political than like cosmo girl or 17 yeah or a lot of that stuff but like even then like some 17 or like allure or all those other like you know "Quote unquote" teen magazines have always had a little like political yeah. um, underlings, um, and then of course the geo location. I like, do, yeah. Can you just like track anyone if they have location turned on? I in think this Gossip Girl app. Well, I think Spotted is like the the main characters have like the Spotted. Oh, okay. You have like, you know, Dan. Why would you one? just always be tracking people? I feel like I would just be like, like this is the Marauders map. Like, this is my Marauder's map. Kind of is, though. I yeah. Feel like. I mean, clearly, Gossip Girl is Big Brother, and yes. she's watching everything. Um, music. Remember Dead Mouse? Yes, Dead Mouse 5. <sighs> I hated Dead Mouse. What happened to the first Dead Mouse? The first four Dead Mouse? Mm, I don't know. I hope they all died in a fire car crash. They're the worst. <laughs> and I hope the Dead Mouse 5 died the worst. I hated Dead Mouse. He was trash. Anyway, Dead Mouse apparently makes an appearance in this episode. He's wearing his like his little dumb, not Mickey Mouse hat. Oh, thing. that's who Dead Mouse is. Yes. Oh my god, I didn't realize He's a that. DJ. Of course he is. He like okay, so like I have DJed in the past. I've DJed on and off for like ten years. And you know what? You need for to be a DJ. A Nothing. All you need is like an alt, an ox cord, a and like hat. all you need is an ox cord and intuition. That's about it. You need n- literally nothing else with like, being a DJ. Like all these guys are like, yeah, man, making sick beats. No, you're not. They're not sick. I promise. They're you. mildly ill, if best. They're like they have a little bit they of a cold. A little, there's a little scratch in their throat. A little sniffle. That's about <laughs> it. You got nothing going I love on. This way of describing beats. Yeah, like it's not. They're not that innovative. They all sound the same. The drop will come eventually. It has to because the song has to uh, because the song has to end. So like I don't know. I I'm not here for it. Um. Anyway, Dead Mouse sucks. He sucked then. He sucks now. Um. Street <laughs> observations. <laughs> Stray observations. Uh, one stray observation I have: one of the drunk guys that is at that like bar that Jenny is uh, forcibly taken to um, plays Garrett Romney on Thirty Rock, wow. which is a fictional Romney son. Wow. <laughs> Deep cut. I was like the entire time I was watching, I was like that guy looks so familiar, and I couldn't place him. And it was our soon-to-be U.S. Rock. senator of um of Utah. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Mitt Romney's oldest son, Jesba. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
What other stray observations? Uh, yeah, so Agnes, I feel like she has a weird accent that's supposed to be like vaguely European, but she's not. I don't know what her situation it's is. Very, I feel like she's just like a a cool girl. Yeah, she talks like she's like Oh my god, Jenny, like it's almost British, almost like not British. She just sounds like a girl who's been like been on a in a lot of different countries in a lot of different in a very unimpressionable age and was dragged all over the place and has this like weird cosmopolitan kind of accent where like, you know, there's no real, you know, uh and like there's no real like time like not time stamp but like any kind of like location yeah where she's from but she just sounds so like she's like, been I'm a- from everywhere yeah exactly from everywhere kind yeah. of personality which is like code for i have no home i have no roots anywhere oh, yeah. and it's uh, it says a lot about her. i think that's that's very true I'm also not a fan of Agnes. Um, Also, I wanted to mention that speaking of Mitt Romney, um, earlier in the episode, Blair was talking about Conwell's and she goes, Conwell's were Bristol Palin shops. I love the dragage that is happening for the the Palins. They're all the worst. This is some weird conspiracy theory threading that I'm going to do here. But like Crystal Palin mentioned this episode, this guy drunk guy goes on to play Garrett Romney, which is one of Romney's fake sons. Is this, this is propaganda? Before, <laughs> this is before the uh, no. This is, is before the 2012 election. Is this propaganda? Yeah, is this, this is propaganda. Absolutely. Is this? <laughs> this is Obama propaganda. Honestly. Exactly. Are we being brainwashed? Yes. Yes. Retro- we are. brainwashed. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. This is this is like right in the peak of uh, Tea Party. Yeah. Arising because this is like early Ugh. 2010, and this is like around this is like I think this came out like March 2010, so like it was like right around the primaries of uh, like the same time we are dealing with this, like primaries of uh, the uh, 2012 the midterm elections. Oh, okay, midterm, this is 2010. Oh, okay, and so like midterm elections yeah. that's uh, in 2010, that's when like the Tea Party started rising, it was part of like Occupy Wall Street was happening yeah. around that time. Was, was uh, Sarah Palin. Did she have the TV show by then? Yeah, I think so. Because, okay. like, yeah, she had, yeah. Because, like, I, I can't remember when she's, like, kind of dropped off the face of the earth. She dropped, I think, um, I think she dropped out officially, like, at the end of 2012. Okay. Like, after the, those elections, after the, the, the second what Obama. What did she do for those elections? She wasn't really out there. She was just, like, more of, like, a bobble. Like, one of those, yeah. like, oh, those yeah, talking tea, heads. Yeah, oh, yeah, tea party, like. Yeah, she was definitely a tea party. Spoke. It was, like, her, like, Michelle Bachman always oh, doing God, like, those terrible Michelle things. Oh, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm the worst because yeah. she was definitely like the she was kind of like was when Michelle Bachman was running for president um in 2012 she was definitely one of those like people who were like rallying crying for her it's like you should be over Michelle Bachman if you can get me in there get in there anyway yeah so propaganda mm-hmm. <laughs> is what this we're saying about this episode yes uh let's read it do you have any observations um I think you kind of nailed all of them what I okay. wanted to hit right now I I, I mean I think also how I feel about this episode is going to be in the rating. I thought it was like a six. I wasn't like that invested in this episode. I hated the plot of Agnes. I think that she's the worst. I really hated the weird like rape vibe that was happening oh throughout God, the entire I episode. I hate, I hate watching that. Like I really don't like watching that. Um. Yeah. I just mm, nope. wasn't here for it. Yep. Um. The only thing that was only shining moment in this whole episode was the Dan and Vanessa bit. It was no. so like. I don't know. It was sweet. It was very sweet, and I think this episode needed that, and that's yeah. why I was happy to be at least ended on that because, like, most of the episodes was just like married, garbage. very depressed. Um, I liked the moment with with um, Eleanor and Blair, but it oh, was that like was really like nice. It was really nice, but it was like after all this shit. I, mean, I, I liked I liked Blair's 
thread, honestly. I think mm-hmm. it was funny doing like Brandeis and all that weird stuff. But again, for most sure. of the episode just kind of like depressed me. So um, it's a six for me. What about you? Uh, I give it, I would agree with that. I don't know. I, I almost want to give it lower because I was just like so disengaged from like the um the chuck stuff and yeah like the chuck stuff i really like i really hated the agnes storyline i would give it like a four or five four yeah i'm gonna four and a half yeah it's just i, I mean only reason i gave it a six is because i love the vanessa and dan stuff so much but yeah. like that's the only redeeming factor this points yeah no that's fair um so yeah that is a wrap for this episode yeah. um we'll be back next week but before that i want to let you guys know that this is a product of post loudness post loudness which is a podcast collective full of shows <laughs> Posted by people of color, women and queer identified folks. You can learn about them at postlawness.com. Want to give a big shout out to some office and Cards Against Humanity for Thank the equipment. Want to give a, another huge hearty hello and salute to CPC, the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Coop. That provided <laughs> us our advertisements this episode. And we want to give a shout out to Overcast for, for supplying that ad. Um, thank you, Subi, for being a fantastic co-host. Um, hostess with the mostest. Oh, my God. You're the co-hostess with the mostest. Thank you. That's so cute. Um, and uh, thank you, all listeners. You can follow me at Share Musings. Me at Kale Hummus. And you can follow the show at Gossip Girls Pod. You can um, like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at Gossip Girls Pod. Um, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave us a review if you have time. Slide to our DMs. Absolutely. We want to know all about you guys. We want to know our fans. If you have any movies you want us to review, we will review more movies. If you liked the Call Me By Your Name episode, we have more coming for you uh yeah Hell we yeah. are we are winding down we've got maybe like seven episodes left of the season so oh my gosh i'm pretty excited about it it's almost season four almost season four at last we've been doing season three for a minute oh my god season mostly because we like come, forever. well not just that because like also me and you had like other uh, uh life things going on <laughs> that we need to like take care of but um we're happy that we're back on the ball and putting out stuff on in a timely matter but until next time, you know you love us. XOXO, Casa Girls. Post loudness. Audio. Audio.